Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. Father, we thank you so much this evening for your grace, your love, and your mercy. Lord, there is none like you in all the earth. You are our creator. You made each and every one of us. We have breath because of you. You formed us when we were in our mother's womb, and you knew that many years later we would be right here at this point in history. Father, have your way in our hearts, Lord. Christmas is about you. It's about your son Jesus and what you've given to us to save us. And, and so, Lord, open up our hearts uh, Lord, I pray for the hardness and the pride and the cares of this life and the worries and the doubts to all fade away and that you would give us heavenly humility to receive from you this evening. Speak to our hearts. Lord, we can do nothing without you. Pour out your grace. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. amen. All right. Turn with me in your Bibles this evening to the Gospel of Luke. We'll be beginning in chapter 1, verse 26. That's the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. And give me an amen once you are there. Christmas, December 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Who would have thunk, right? So many years later, here we are. It's been a while since our Lord came into the world. And uh, we can tell by the way things are looking in the world that he's returning very, very soon. Amen? The world, as you know, it is in turmoil today, and I'm sorry to start with such a sad statement, but it's true. The kids gave us all the, the marshmallows, and now here we go. The world is in turmoil today, it is, and, uh, uh, and it seems that uh, it's getting more wicked by the hour. The hour is late, as they say. Evil is being manifested uh, in every aspect of our society. Who would have thought 20 years ago you would be hearing the things and seeing the things that politicians and media and, and uh, world leaders would be pushing on people today and on our children especially. Satan is manipulating mankind like never before. It is uh, just amazing to me how intense the spiritual warfare and the powers of darkness are going forth around the world. The Bible says that Satan's great wrath uh, is because he knows that his time is short. He knows it. The battle has already been won on the cross. Jesus came and died to give us victory over sin and death and of the devil. Jesus gave us all the blessed reality that though we were lost in our sins, dead in trespasses, that he would transfer us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That we can be completely different people than we were prior to coming to Christ in faith. So if you're here tonight, the victory's been won, but if you don't know him, if your life hasn't changed, if you haven't given your life to him, we're begging you, give your life to Jesus Christ before it's too late. He is the only hope for this world. And if there's any sin that you have in your life, any temptation you think you'll never get over, trust me, the Lord will strengthen you and give you a new heart and a new mind 
and the power of his spirit to be a completely different human being. He takes the fatherless and he makes them fathers. He takes the motherless, he makes them mothers and fathers. You get the point. He takes those who still, and they still no longer, but find jobs and become, you know, uh, productive citizens uh, in the world. He completely changes people from drug addicts to prostitutes to demon-possessed people. He has the power to change us all if we would just put our faith in him. John, in his epistle, in his first epistle, Chapter 5, verse 19, he says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. I mean, that's concrete. That's, that's science. In God's estimation, this world is being influenced by Satan. Why mention Satan so much when we're talking about the birth of our Lord? Because it's the most beautiful, humble miracle that ever came into our lives his birth however it's not without hardships it's not without trials it's not without the enemy of our souls trying to destroy the plans of God Jesus said the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it uh, by force when he was speaking of John the Baptist up until now there's stuff happening behind the scenes we don't see, but it's happening in spiritual darkness and powers that we do not see, but we wrestle against them. And thus the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil's mentioned so much. In fact, before our Lord started his ministry, 40 days and nights tempted by the, the devil in the wilderness. And Jesus came out victorious, saying, it is written it is written and it is written again. So without faith in Christ, no matter who you are, you are a fallen creature and you are lost in your sins. The world like to, likes to say we're all children of God. But biblically, is that true? It is, a, it is a privilege to become a child of God and you can only become that by placing your faith in your creator. Up until then, you're just a creature who thinks you're awesome and in no need of worshiping your creator, which is the greatest just uh, position of pride a person can take to not believe in the only begotten Son of the Father. It is the most prideful decision to think, I got this, I don't need Christianity, I don't need Jesus, I'll live the way I want to live. That is so prideful, and, and it leads the world to be under Satan's influence and eventually to end up where the worm doesn't die, where there's gnashing of teeth, and the fire is not quenched. Hell. So Christmas is a time of remembering the greatest gift of salvation, and, and, and it is a great gift to the whole world, but the whole world doesn't choose to choose Jesus back. But he desires that no man perish, and all come to the saving knowledge of him. And thus we are still here, 2,022 years later because God is patient and he desires that if you're here tonight and you don't know him, that you surrender your life to him because the end can happen at any moment and it is going to be so terrible for the planet Earth like it's never been seen before. Amen? The only hope is Jesus Christ. There is no other way. It all boils down to that little 
baby in Bethlehem. 2,022 years ago, that child, that son of God, that son of man, that son of Mary, it all boils down to him. So in our story, as you know, the Roman Empire is, has Israel captive. The Roman Empire is notorious in any history class we've ever taken. Iron fists. They revolutionized war. They took lands. They took slaves. Uh, there's a lot of bad and there's a lot of ingenuity, a lot of building and architecture and aqueducts and coliseums and entertainment and uh, debauchery and drugs and alcohol. And the world was, was very dark and Israel was captive. They were oppressed by the Romans. Everybody was oppressed by the Romans who, who uh, were around at that time if they didn't bend the knee to Caesar. It was dark times not only because of uh, the Roman Empire. It was dark times because the Herodian family were, were wicked. And King Herod was the puppet king there in Judea, in Jerusalem. And he was a vicious, wicked, evil tyrant. Um, but he can build things. He, he was a good architect. He was short. He had this Napoleon complex. And, um, but he was wicked, wicked even to his family. They said it was more, uh, they said it was, it was more better to be Herod's pig than to be Herod's sons because he killed a few of his sons. So he was a vicious, wicked man. And he's over the religious system there. It's just a real dark time. And, uh, but also, it had been 400 years before there was any scripture revelation. Do you know that? So the, the beginning of Jesus' birth is the beginning of the New Testament. So between the Old Testament and the New Testament, you got 400 years of silence scripturally. So it was dark. It was dark uh, spiritually. They were in great need of a, of a Savior, as the world is today. And so verse 26, we read first about Mary a little bit. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. You know, it always trips me out because I'm a little bit weird. You know, we have our coordinations, we have our cities and our towns and stuff and you know i guess they don't change in heaven banning is banning beaumont is beaumont la is la new york is new york if god was to send an angel there he'd say and the angel went to new york or the angel went to banning the angel here went to nazareth i think of things like that to a city in galilee nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was joseph of the house of david and so mary was a virgin she had not been with the man and she was betrothed to Joseph, a son of David. And we know what David, uh, the Bible's talking about. King David, if you don't know much about the Bible, uh, the Lord here is talking about King David, the second king of Israel, the greatest king according to uh, the Israelites and history. He was a man after God's own heart. He was the psalmist, the prophet, and uh, the one that the Lord loved and the one that the Lord raised up from being a, a shepherd boy 
to eventually becoming the king of God's people, shepherd boy. And it's, it's mentioned to be a shepherd was just, I took you from the sheepfolds. Like it's, it's, I took you from like the smallest place and made you king, that King David. And he was a man of faith. He wasn't perfect, but he was tender towards God. And he was tender because those shepherds out there in the fields, you know, you got, you don't have iPads to deal with. You don't have phones and cell phones and a lot of people. You're out there with God. And the sheep, and you kick dirt, you kick dirt, kick rocks, and 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 look up at the stars. I guess at night, and creation itself speaks of who God is. And that little shepherd boy David, before he was king, he learned to be still before the Lord. He learned to have a relationship with God, not religion, not do's and don'ts, but just one that he just learned to love God. He learned to deal with his problems through uh, prayer, through singing to the Lord, and watching God do miraculous things. It's that, it's that King David we're talking about. Joseph, the son of David. David, as you recall in the Old Testament, desired to build God a temple. He said, man, I live in a paneled house, and you know, you're like in a tent, Lord. I want to build you a house. And God was so blessed at the sentiment that David wanted to bless God with the building. I, you know, David, I don't need a building. And, he, and, and he, he said no to him because he was a man of war. That shepherd boy became a warrior king. And God said, you know, thank you that you want to build it. But no, your hands have shed too much blood. But your son will build it for me. And guess what? Because you wanted to bless God, because you wanted to bless me, one day I will bless you with the son from your lineage and his throne, he will sit on your throne and it will know no end. And it's speaking of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when the Bible says Joseph, the son of David, this Joseph is the great, 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 great. Anybody know how many? You can tell me. I don't know. But a lot of greats, grandson of that king, David. 14 generations. Here we go. And so, she was betrothed to the man, and she was engaged to him, but it wasn't like our engagement where, you know, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but how many engagements are called off, right? And if you call it off, yeah, hearts are broken, the, rings are, or the ring is returned, and hopefully everybody moves on. Not so in ancient Israel. If you were betrothed, that was, that was a, a full-on pledge by both families. Fathers involved that they were to, to be entering into a marriage contract that was not yet fulfilled, but they would be like married for a period of time. And so that is what Mary and Joseph were in. They were betrothed. And so to get out of that, you would need a certificate of annulment or divorce. It was a very serious matter. Both had promised to be uh, just for each other, and uh, the whole town knew it. And, and that's, that's her background. To a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And that is true. Rejoice, highly favored one, 
the Lord is with you, right? If you stop and just think about how blessed Mary is to have the amazing challenge and blessing of carrying our Lord in her stomach to term. She's blessed among women. She's favored. And we can tell by her reaction to the angel and the promise in her song. It says a lot about this young girl. Mary was a godly woman, and we can tell by her writing, right? Her, her, her song. She said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And, and so God, in his omnipotence and all his wisdom, chose Mary and Joseph. And they were lowly. They weren't wealthy or anything. But I think what Mary was wealthy in was in her love for God. She was a young girl who just loved God. You think about their great, 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 great grandfather, King David. When he was young, he had a love for God and wanted just to know God better. And that is free to anybody. God isn't uh, doesn't choose favorites. If we want to be close to God, no matter how old or how young we are, we can be close to God. And when God sees our sincere love for him, just because he's given us our being, our salvation, our life, and, and, and if you can get to the point where you're grateful and thankful for the food and the clothing and the, and the shelter and the family, and you're one who acknowledges God, I think that her and Joseph were normal people who just loved God at a very young age. And God blessed her. And God blesses you and I when we seek him with our whole heart and just make that our thing. That is our, we're Christians. That is our, not just our thing. That is our life. Jesus is our life. And if we serve him and seek him, he's going to bless you. And if you're waiting for a big old blessing, it'll come. You just keep loving him. He sees. He's, a, he's got good eyes. I don't have good eyes. He's got good eyes. And he's a rewarder to those who believe in him and to those who seek him diligently. We should teach our children to write poems to the Lord of love. But, verse 29, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the Son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. We are eternal beings because he's an eternal being, and his kingdom is eternal. We are going to be in heaven one day if we have placed our trust in Jesus Christ. If not, it's curtains. 
judgment, condemnation, hell. And that is why we preach. And that is why we teach. And that is why we share Jesus. Because that's a reality. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Uh, Verse 34, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon her. Power of the highest will overshadow her. And the Holy One who was to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Which is one of the most greatest scriptures in the Bible. With God, Nothing will be impossible. Do you still believe that tonight? Is there anything that God cannot do? I think there's a lot of believers, though. Maybe not here, but in the other churches, or maybe here, maybe watching. who have lost a lot of hope lately. Who are doubting. Whose faith is suffering. And perhaps they've lost confidence in what God can do. Brothers and sisters, the enemy wants us to be in that state where we've lost confidence in what God can do. But God can do all things. He created the mountains that surround the past that you're in right now. The stars that shine so brightly in Beaumont Banning. I mean... The God who flung them up there is the same God who can do a miracle in your life. And we're praying for faith and hope to arise in people's hearts because the devil wants to just have us be faithless and hopeless and discouraged. Jesus came into that wicked empire. Here we are in this world that's all messed up and our country is cuckoo and backwards. But in Christ, there's hope, there's love, there's strength, and there's power. How do we get back to that place if we're there? Well, we don't equate God in our lives, really. Every problem that you might face, it's just you trying to solve it. Or you and your family trying to solve it. Or you and your friends trying to solve it. God is just over there. You you, you no longer look at every situation in your life. Every trial. Every problem. Every every attack. Every spiritual attack. Every every blessing even. that, That God's not in the mix. It's almost like being in an ER room. And a bunch of doctors being there, not knowing how to operate on, on, the, on, on the patient that's dying. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the most experienced, the most uh, uh, knowledgeable, the most alert, the most passionate doctor strolls in there, takes a look and says, we do this, 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 and it's done. 
And everyone in that room thinks, well, why didn't we think of that? You see, God can do anything. We just have to put him in the mix, knowing that he's the lead. Not just in the mix, he's the whole enchilada. He's the whole tamale. He's the whole roast. He's the whole whatever. Right? You think of King David when he fought Goliath. Where was he before he showed up? He was with the sheep. His older brother was mocking him. Like, what are you doing here? Where are the sheep you're supposed to be watching? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.